Good morning, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, good evening, good evening. And I did not mess that up. You can't prove anything. And welcome back to that time I started a podcast through Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA, my youth romantic comedy is a trash manga, as I expected. AKA, the Trash Manga Friends podcast. And we've made it double digits, 10 whole episodes. I I can't believe we've done this. Phil, Mike, <laughs> how does it feel? The big one O. I I mean, I've never done anything for more than 10 of anything in my life. So this is oh, a new experience. Is this the end? Yeah. <laughs> is this the it's like, one? well, I didn't realize we've done 10. Now that I realize I'm just never going to do this again. I'll keep <laughs> finding excuses and then be like, you know what? I'm just not into it anymore. And then. I'll do another episode in like seven years time, completely out of the blue. And then, and then I'll never years, do it again. Bloody hell, Christ. Yeah. I, I have a pan. <laughs> it's pretty much Christ. that. You'll, you'll be almost 40 by then, Mike. I'll be almost 30 by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll okay. almost be not in denial. <laughs> you are in fact almost 30 right now, Mike. I guess technically. I, wait, I thought you were 30. I'm 31. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) That's almost 30. In my head, I was like, no, I'm sure he's past that. (laughs) I'm I'm definitely past it, yeah. Oh, don't don't worry, mate. I'm closing in. Only a few months left for me of the 20s. Oh, we're getting old. Oh, dear. But no, you haven't tuned in to Middle-Aged Men and Grown About Life podcast. (laughs) This is the trash I mean, haven't they? (laughs) I mean, sure, but not. we're not here to grown about middle-aged life. We're here to complain about manga. More specifically, trash manga that we've read the first two volumes or so of. And over mm-hmm. the next hour, maybe hour and a half if it goes long, we're going to kind of discuss our thoughts and feelings on it, go into the good, go a lot into the bad, go an insane amount into the trash, <laughs> and then give our overall opinions on it. I am joined, as ever, as you've already heard, by the lovely Mike. I, I'm lovely. You are now. And, and the uh, torturing chief, Phil. I mean, someone's got to do it. D- yeah. Do they? I was about to say heck yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to out myself as a masochist. So um, I feel like being on this show is outing yourself as a masochist. I feel like saying what you just said out to yourself as a masochist. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, shit. I don't. I don't want people to know that I'm a super super secret furry. Please don't oh, bully me into that, con. But not that anyone would ever bully a, like a show that gives opinions on something, ever. especially about manga. No, oh no. no, the manga community are the most accepting. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, right next to gamers and K-pop stands. I, hey, K-pop stands surprisingly wholesome at times. At times, at yeah. times is at the times. key keyword there. But uh, it's times we moved on to discussing this week's manga. Smooth. And I've said week. I fucked it up again, again. 10 episodes in, and I still can't get that right. I don't uh, think we ever will. I think it's par for the course. Pretty like, much. At a certain point, it becomes a meme of like, recording every week. <laughs> Podcast yeah. every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's just the joke now. So yeah, so this week we are doing uh, Tonikaku Kawaii, and that's Kawaii with a C, not a K, because we're edgy, or I, I genuinely don't know why it's with a C, but it is. AKA Q Anyways, although it's been licensed under one of its other headings of Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah, I don't get that. I, yeah, it's, got many, it's got many headings, but yeah. Uh, so this is a rom-com manga, and it is just a manga, straight up. It's not like a light novel or anything like that started back in february 2018 so it's been going for about two and a half years 
And I did mention licensed. It has indeed been licensed by Viz Media. And if you're listening to this the day it goes live, volume one is out now. You can go to a shop right now and buy it right now. It comes out today. But if you're not into a uh, manga, if you go, nah, I'd rather watch the anime. Well, good news, because that's airing tomorrow on October 2nd. The adaptation's being done by Seven Arcs, although as we were calling this back in August, uh, we don't know at the moment if Funimation or Crunchyroll or another company's picked it up. Although we'll be sure to promote that on our Twitter when it does get announced. I mean, at this point, with the world, the state the world's in, we don't even know if any of that information is correct. That's, like, that's very fair. Get up to the point and be like, oh, it's been delayed six months. I feel the book will happen, the manga. Sure. Yeah, I feel at this point, if it was going to get delayed, it probably would have already happened rather than... I mean, in 2020, never say never. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> quite a year. Quite a it year. has been a year. Yep. And uh, so the last little bit is this, uh, the mangaka for this, the writer and artist, is Kenjiro Hata. And if you're going, that sounds familiar, that's because uh, they also did Hayati no Gotoko, aka Hayati the Combat Butler, which, um, while it's not necessarily in the A tier of manga alongside like Bleach and One Piece, it's pretty famous and pretty well known as far as manga and anime goes. Yeah, it, I mean, it I, is I've there. heard of it, so it there you go, there. proof yeah. positive right there. There you go. <laughs> the reference Hayate was closing in on 60 volumes when it finished, I think. Yeah, Hayati had one heck of a run, and uh, this one's put out a fair number of chapters in its two years so far. We're over 100 chapters now. Yeah, I think it's 11 volumes at the moment in Japan. Yeah, there is a lot of it. But a lot of what, I hear you say. Phil, tell us about Fly Me to the Moon. Sure. This follows the story of Yusuke Nasa. Uh, NASA is written as Hoshizora, however, which means starry sky, but it is read as NASA because Japanese is like that. It do be like that, though. Uh, and he was he got mocked for this because his name was NASA, and I was like, oh, but that's that space agency in America. So he's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to become a super nerd and just be amazing. And so he did. And then um, one day on his way home, he sees a very beautiful lady. He calls out to her and gets hit by a truck. Oh my god, Truck Senpai is truck, back. Truck Gun has made an appearance. He's been gone for a while, but don't worry, folks, we brought him back. Uh, he makes a one-page appearance. That's, that's all he needs, man. You, you may be thinking, but this isn't an isekai. That's because it's not an isekai. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Nasa, determined to make sure he lets this beautiful lady know his feelings, despite heavily bleeding, gets up, chases after her, and asks her out. And she's like, eh, only if we get married. And he's like, deal. Then he passes out from all the blood loss and doesn't see her for about three years mm-hmm. until his 18th birthday, at which point she turns up with the marriage registration form. And then... The rest of the manga is just their daily lives, pretty much. Daily lives of a married couple. Of a married couple, yeah. Good old rom-com slice of life fun. Yeah. Good old fucking garbage shitty <laughs> pile of ass. Wow. Okay. Like, <laughs> damn. I was I was happy to see like a, ma- a married like, couple in manga. This never happened. Can Can like, I just say something that I actually really, really like? 
alongside the absurdity of like they've just literally just met and they're like, let's get married. Which I think is reality. I think there's reality TV shows that do that. Oh, well. there, so is. There, there is. I have a whole there rant prepared about that. But go oh, on. Damn, okay. <laughs> it's so nice to just have a series where the two, the, the male and the female lead just get together. Just done. There's no yes. dissing about for no, there's no dramas. There's no, oh my God, just fuck already. Sure. It's just, it's just, no, they got married. They're together. Oh, you say. What? Oh my God! Fuck already. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sure, but you know, they're, they're, they're still getting to know each other. They're, they're holding hands. Tongue, they're kissing. This never happens. They're married. <laughs> <laughs> they are together, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I get that point. That point is very much hammered. Yes. Okay. So go back to episode one. Rent a girlfriend. We're up to. I don't know what at this <laughs> point. Chapter one hundred and sixty-three. They're still not going out. Is that the bar? Is that where the bar is set for romance in manga? It's just no, no. That's just to give you an indication of stuff we've read on <laughs> this show. There's but plenty fairness, of rom-coms. It's not, where... yeah, it's not unique to rent a girlfriend to have like a. Ro- it's a romance plot, but you know they're, they're... the. The point is, you obviously expect them to get together at some point. Usually after the manga's ended. Yeah, it's usually like the ending chapters. Like they've gotten together. Sure. Yeah, like if you end. ever read Bakuman, like pretty much the whole premise of that was the two leads wanting to get married, but they were like, not until you voice a heroine in my anime, and then that was the whole, obviously the whole premise of the manga. But then the ending is they're married now, and that's it. Like that's what that's for a lot of stories. That's where it ends rather than where it begins. Sure, but that also feels a bit different because that sort of the implication is they already like each other. They know they're going to go out. It's just there is that caveat on the end. Whereas a lot of rom-coms, particularly like the harem type stuff that's coming out at the moment, it's usually his 20 volumes of just them dicking about, no one noticing their feelings and denying it, and then, oh shit, they're about to go study abroad. There's actually Best, a... Yeah, the, 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 yeah. There's a reason for that. Um, and to, to belay the, uh, the anger that I've got for this one, um just a minute i i I am happy to talk about this uh the reason why the main plot arc of these sorts of things the the will they is the will they won't they is because a lot of writers don't know how to write happily ever after um there's a pretty famous case of uh a western tv show it's called moonlighting uh it's actually got bruce willis in it back before he was super famous i think it was the first thing he was like ever in and the whole point of it was a romantic comedy show of will they, won't they? And then before the end of the show, I think it's like a season before the show ended, they finally did. They finally had this this uh, thing that the show had been building up to this entire time. And they they full on like fuck all over the house and they break glass tables and shit while they're doing it. It's 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 very over the top, but they finally do. It's no longer will they, won't they? they did and then the final season is them uh is them just being a couple and you might think that's fine but then apparently there's this huge case study of at that point the viewership of the show just died completely the show ended up getting cancelled even though it was planned it was super popular before that and it was planned on continuing on which is with uh moving the drama from the will they won't they to they're in a relationship because people see a people getting into a relationship as the goal they see the start of something new as 
the ending. So usually a lot of people can't really make something satisfying after that point, which is why you end up seeing the will they won't they taking up thousands of episodes, chapters, whatever. And then that be the finally getting together is the end. It is an interesting case study in humanity and it takes a good writer to be able to write that properly. And so that's probably why you're feeling that with uh, Rent a Girlfriend and other things like that who've gone on for hundreds of chapters and they're still not together because the writer involved is worried that if they do get together, they've run out of stories. I I get that. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand why all those mangas do that. And in some things, I don't necessarily mind too much about the will they won't they where it's sort of like, everyone's sort of like, oh, actually, I kind of like this person, but I don't know what I want to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But stuff like Rent-A-Girlfriend, where it's like, there's just one side clearly not interested or just doesn't even realize they like the person or something. Mm-hmm. And it just goes on for 160 chapters, 20 volumes, whatever it is, until it's finally they have that aha moment. It's just yeah. like... Oh, I, I want yeah. to make no mistake. I'm in no way defending Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm using Rent a Girlfriend as the example, but. St- status quo is stale, though, to use a quote I often have. Sure. And yeah, once you've been like spending hundreds of chapters, oh, will they, won't they? And like, you get to the point where I think to, to use a mic saying, uh, just fuck already. <laughs> yes. That, that's, a th- that's the problem. Like, at a certain point, you, you know they're going to go out. And. It's it's fine, you know, when you have like that initial run of like, oh, clearly, you know they're going to get together, but nothing's really there at the moment because one doesn't like the other or whatever. But at a certain point, it's just like, oh, just get on with it already. Just yeah, just fucking be done with it, please. But but yeah, so like that's kind of perspectives on like the overall genre. But obviously, we should. Focus probably a little bit more on this specific manga. Oh, do we this, fucking this. have to? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was actually yes. enjoying a somewhat interesting discussion about the format. Do we have to talk about this pile of ass? Like, that's the name of the show, Mike. <laughs> what? Talk about piles of ass? I mean, we've we softened up the words a bit, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's like how every manga's got 12 different name translations. This is the Trash Manga Friends podcast, aka talking about piles of ass. This one doesn't even have like 12 translations. It just has like every title page is about six titles on it. Because <laughs> you've got you've got the you've got the official name, like Tony Kaka Kawaii, the the localized name, Fly Me to the Moon, the chapter title, which will usually be a parody of something, mm-hmm. another random one-liner, presumably said by um the heroine, and then maybe another bit on there, something else. It's like I don't this is too much information for a title page. Yeah, so one of them one, stick. one thing I would say is, while in Japan it's called Tonikaku Kawaii, on all like the volume covers and stuff, it's Tonikaku Kawaii with the subtitle of Fly Me to the Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's the title. And that's, that's what we've localized at. That's what this will be using. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would generally just say, consider the title to be Tonikaku Kawaii, Fly Me to the Moon. Sure, but it's still dumb. It's sure, but I'm just saying. But I'd... don't you dare spell kawaii with a K. You yeah, filthy so that, that like, one... is, it, is it one of those things that you can spell either way, but no one ever does? No, or... no, it's spelled with a K. I mean, okay, no, I, we're, this, yeah. is Roman, this is romanizing it, so, you know, it's not spelled with anything. 
Sure. Uh, so this this the thing. My understanding is nowadays you would always style it with a K, but traditionally you would do it with a C. Like I'm I'm saying way back when I don't know when it is. Huh. My Japanese isn't that great. It is an old style of romanization to use a C instead of a K. And this this manga is nothing if not traditional. And Hatter it does basically, try to lean that way. Yeah. But Hatter basically said uh, you you romanize it with a C, not a K. So that's why that's the official romanization, because the author's gone, no, it's a C, not a K. For some reason. I, why he's decided that, I don't know. But I don't know why he made a lot of decisions in this thing. <laughs> well, you, you said, uh, talking of traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is alluded to in the first few chapters here, but um, it does kind of have links towards the tale of Kaguya or okay. the tale of the bamboo cutter. I mean, it's not and, really alluded to; they straight up reference. Yes, they, they straight times. up reference it in the <laughs> opening chapters. But the point is less so in the two volumes we read for this. But a bit later on, you get more and more stuff where it's kind of like, oh. There's more kind of stuff linking to it here and there. Well, it's clear that tale has some relation to um, Sakasa the lead. I mean, half of my notes yeah. are like, is she a moon lady? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just for reference, for those that perhaps don't know about the tale, yeah, of I was, was going to, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, please tell us, Phil. It is a 10th century Japanese story, fable, folklore thing. I don't know what exactly you would class it as, uh, in which uh, a bamboo cutter, when cutting a shining bamboo stalk, finds a infant in, inside of it and takes Kaguya. it home. Uh, him and his wife, having no kids, raise the child to their own, call it Kaguya. And later on, I say later on, it's really not. It's like three years, because apparently she grows absurdly quickly. Um, it's revealed that she is not from Earth, she's in fact from the moon. And she needs to go, her people need her. <laughs> That's pretty much... In the style of... In a the very famous, abridged manner. In, in the style of the very famous anime character of Poochie from The Simpsons. See, have... I'm imagining now, because I know I've seen like for some Japanese tales, they have like the wooden the wheelable wooden screens around where you can like put the cards in and be like, here's this game. Now I'm just imagining they literally just have the like I need to go and pack needs me and they just pulls the scene out the top. <laughs> like with that shot in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh turns out bamboo's from the moon. Who'd have thought? It's, it's not bamboo, it's just her, apparently. She is a moon person. Sure. And she needs to return to the capital on the moon. I mean that that whole analogy um the whole story you just said makes more sense than anything that happens in this thing because <laughs> I'm, I'm aware i'm dancing <laughs> around it okay mike, okay mike what does <laughs> yeah what doesn't make sense here because this is a pretty straightforward manga okay okay in terms of being able to understand it it's yes right. it is very very easy to understand because in the actual girl, they get married <laughs> yep <laughs> I would say the end, but actually, that's the start. So it is the start. Boy meets girl, they get married, then they start dating. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that doesn't make sense, Sean. It's the <laughs> dating after the marriage order. part. Well, what do you what do you expect them to do, right? Because <laughs> in the style of some diabolical British daytime TV, 
two people meet each other and essentially get married at first sight. Yes. And that's yeah. seen as totally normal by most people. I mean, some people think it's a bit weird and they're like, oh, that's surprising. But then they just accept it immediately. It's just I mean, weird. Man. Married. What are what are you supposed to? It's like, oh, you. It's not like, oh, you're going to get married. You've only just met. You shouldn't do that. It's like, no, they've gotten married. It's too late to do anything about it, Mike. Well, the weird part isn't really even that. It's the fact that they go from, okay, call it love at first sight. Sure, whatever. Then three years pass and they haven't seen each other, like at all, yes. at yes. all, even slightly. Then somehow she finds out where he lives when he's got when he becomes eighteen on the day of his eighteenth birthday, which is pretty fucking stalkery. Like, I mean, I don't know where people live after that. I've not talked to them for three years, but whatever. Turns okay, up, well, I bet you could probably figure out where someone lives without too much difference. Regardless, turns up at his door with a marriage license and a letter of permission from her parents because, oh yes, she's underage. She's and, 16. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, if you want a date, let's get married. And he's just on board with it. Like, what well, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, because he's, he's they've literally pointed out that he's been spending his whole life trying to find her again. So I was going to say, it is covered, like, in that three years he doesn't see her. He has done nothing but think about her. Yeah. It Really stupid. It's a childhood promise that they follow through on. <laughs> childhood promises. I want to be a fireman. Not we should get married before we do anything, which determines whether or not we actually like each other. The only thing they know about each other is one of them got hit by a bus once. Actually, truck. both of them got hit by the truck. And okay, that, yeah. cool. Right. Okay. That makes it all better, does it? And I mean, marriage is a societal construct anyway, so what does <laughs> it matter, really? I mean, marriage is an allegory for both being hit by a truck. It's basically a thing. <laughs> Fucking hell, my... <laughs> Dude. Well, that's what this manga's saying. It's really not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> the, the couples that get hit by trucks together stay together. It's just, I like, mean, it's sure. just an innocent joke about they've skipped a few steps and gone to marriage and now the relationship's starting. I don't know how you've managed to blow this into proportion <laughs> like it's the biggest evil fine thing ever. I don't out. think how it's evil. get married straight away? No, I don't <laughs> think it's evil. I think it's, I think it's dumb. It's super dumb. Why <laughs> would you get... You can think it's dumb. You can think I'm not going to shit on it because they got married. It's so stupid. The fact that he then spends the rest of at least the section we read. God knows yes. if it gets better after this. But at least the section we read, he then spends the entire time being like, oh, we could hold hands. It really is the no holding hands before marriage meme. That's it. Well, like, no, people it's say just because they got married first. People say it as a joke and it's happening live in front of us, people. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> Nothing you're saying I thought was bad so far. I was going to say, like, okay. They've, they've just gotten married. They've known each other, let, let's like say... Five minutes. Five Ten minutes, minutes yeah, Five minutes, if we're being generous. One That's of what which he was definitely concussed through and sure. losing blood. Yes. I don't think it's unreasonable for him to be excited to get to hold hands with his wife because it's <laughs> literally the first time he would get to do it. It's the with his wife part! <laughs> It's so dumb. 
Like, it hurts me how dumb it is. Like, how dumb it is that you can meet someone and be like, yeah, we will be married today, and then I'll get excited because there is a small chance I might get to see my wife naked. It's so dumb. And he's, like, playing these mind games with her as well, being like, what? I... <laughs> like... He's playing these like sort of weird situational mind games. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce this idea and then see how she responds. They say, "Lol, J.K., I didn't want that unless he does that all the time." It's so weird and it's so gross, especially so when you're an innocent. I have no idea how you've gotten this interpretation. <laughs> this isn't like Red to Girlfriend, where the guy's clearly a fucking creep. <laughs> like NASA comes across as really kind of pure and innocent and like kind of naive about relationships because he's been it's so focused on his naive. studies. Yeah, I mean, there is a I ton mean, to be fair, even in like in the first couple of chapters when she turns up with the mad registration form, he's like, hang on a minute, should I really just be signing this? And then she's like, ah, it's probably fine, I'll sort it out later. <laughs> I think he's pretty much <laughs> like, oh, should I, should we really? And then she's gonna like, well, in that case, I'll leave. He's like, oh, fuck, no, 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 I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, that's not cool either. <laughs> she demonstrates a lot of manipulative behavior in this, I feel. Like, she uh, wants things exactly yeah. her way. And then well, she... Yeah, I mean, that was the condition, like, marry me and we'll date. It, it was, and it's an unreasonable one. I mean, that's his <laughs> choice to make. <laughs> I, he, I mean, he is an adult now. On the day of his 18th birthday, he's <laughs> legally entitled to make this jo this decision. I will say, for considering they're 18, they don't really seem to age at all from like, oh, okay. where you yeah, see younger exactly to older yeah. people. She's 18, she's 16. She's 16, yeah. yeah. However, I would point out, she doesn't seem to age. I agree with that. No, I, I don't think either of them do. They, they look, in the artwork, in the, exactly yeah, in the, art the style, same. No, well, okay, I, don't, I mean, maybe I they're actually well. like, sort of 15, 16 to 18. You might not see a massive amount of difference. I mean, obviously, Maybe. it varies person to person. Yeah, and I mean, anime—you don't really age to begin with. I and mean, I, she's well, ten thousand years old, most likely. Well, this this thing. The she's from the moon, so yeah. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, totally. The, the implication <laughs> is she would have been thirteen when they first met, when yes. they got hit by that truck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could, I could believe she was, air quote, sixteen at that point in time. I swear, she was sixteen, gov. Well, because this this is the thing. So obviously, uh, the idea is he's he's chasing after and runs out into the road and gets hit by the truck. He does, yeah. Yeah. Except we find out a couple of pages later, she gets hit by it as well, and the guy who was driving the truck's like, "Oh, but I hit her worst." I I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you hit someone worse. But <laughs> I, I think the idea is she's sort of like I think she's him, I guess, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Except she's walks away pretty much unharmed like yeah she's, she's completely unscathed she's like, yeah she's i think she's like she scuffed a bit when she walks away but then when he meets her again at the bus station she's fine uh well yeah, yeah. I, she's got some blood down her face but she's just like yeah i'm fine whatever whereas he who is apparently taken less of a hit is on the verge of passing out due to blood loss because he's a frail mortal phil yeah. he, it is quite violent as well actually so, like so, the amount of what? blood loss no <laughs> like, right, in okay, terms of blood loss i'm on this one, still one one quick note just to be clear as far as we are aware mm -hmm. she is human as far as, as, far as we're, we're aware, aware. Oh, yeah. no as far as we're aware, we have no reason to believe she is a moon person. But heavily hinted at. <laughs> I mean, it would explain that. her bizarre behavior and... What bizarre behavior? Uh, wanting to get married before you even met a person. 
And <laughs> I, then okay, he, okay he, no, he, so hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let's say I'm hanging on. Let's say I came to you with a job offer of some sort. Okay. And you were like, I don't want to do it, but I don't want to say no, so I'll just put some outrageous condition on it. Sure. One billion dollars. Yeah, you're like, one billion dollars. And then I'd just go, fine. You'd be like, would, would you still turn it down? Or would you be like, you know what? Nah, sure. That's because, well, no, because I do most things for a billion dollars. I wouldn't do most <laughs> yeah. things okay, to go but, out with some person. That's because you're not pure and innocent, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, I'm as black sold as the is, day is long. Entirely possible. She suggested the marriage just as like a. He'll never say yes to that. He'll, he'll never say yes to that. But then when he does, she's like, oh, shit, maybe I should like take this seriously. And then when they actually do get married, she's like, yeah, all right. That you, logic makes zero sense to me. It's also mentioned in one of the first like volume chapters that she's fallen in love with him at some point, although she doesn't talk about it, like when or where. Well, yeah. He he sort of goes, oh, why, why did you want to get married? And she's like, well, why do you want to get married? He's like, because ah, I liked you. And she's like, well, there you go then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the most romantic of romance. She's a master of dodging questions. I give her that. Like, <laughs> I get, I get the feeling, especially having seen like the first season of the Hayate anime, and Phil having talked to me about Hayate, that the author's trait of I'll do the story at a glacial pace is going to carry so, on. You can already see it in this one, but what happened in Hayate? Mm -hmm. You had your first few chapters, which was your introduction your setup and whatnot then you had a bit of i don't want to say irrelevant crap introduce if any <laughs> i do kind of a lot of the main players. yeah it, it, it like you have you have a couple of chapters episodes like here's the main story here's introducing people and then you just have a lot of like stuff just happens it's nothing really to do with the main plot that was established mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden 15 volumes down the line, you'll have a chapter where it's like, oh my god, it's his brother back from the dead, and I... that's not Hayate, but... The... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, because that very much happens in this. And, and then you go another 15 volumes of nothing really happens, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, I've been going on for like 100 volumes, let's wrap this up in two volumes. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is... Stuff does get revealed in Volume 2, but it does feel like this is going to be a painful... I, obviously, I've not read the remaining 100-plus chapters, but this does yeah. feel like it's going to be another painfully slow journey. It is, it is going to be a hat battle, yes. Yeah, it was. Good old hat a, it was a slog to get through, just because <laughs> nothing... Again, how do you keep doing this, Phil? Nothing fucking happens. It's slice of life. It is slice of life. Are much. you saying buying a TV is not something happening? Like, <laughs> I'm saying, okay, you know what? The physical actions happen in this. <laughs> but again, how is that the bar to get over? I need actual plot, something interesting, some drama, it's something comedy, some character moments. Mike. 
It's like, this is not how you write a compelling story. This is how you write something that people fall asleep right. to. So the story is less about the overall narrative in this one. It's about essentially the dynamic and the relationship between NASA and Sakasa. Like yes. that's the primary, and that's kind of the driving force of each chapter of like how they react in this situation. So if it's more romantically orientated, NASA probably doesn't have a clue, or Sakasa's like, okay, right, this is how you do it. Whereas if it's something more like, we need to buy a bed, NASA's like, well, shit, I know this, 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 and this. Sakasa's like, what? There's 20 bed types? What? So, and, but, like, that's a terrible example. But basically, that's kind of the dynamic, that's the plot focus of this, is the dynamic between those two, rather than, today we're going to save the world from the evil moon monster alien. I would, I would like to be clear, I don't need that, although I'm guessing that's going to be the final chapter because she's clearly from the moon. And <laughs> I don't need that kind of story. I, on the, on paper, I have nothing wrong with Slice of Life so long as they can make it interesting. But the interesting factors involved in any one of the Slice of Life chapters of this don't seem all that compelling. It is literally just a person... In a situation, whatever situation it might be, happens to be that they got married at first sight, which is stupid. But in this situation, what is the thing we're dealing with today? Oh, it's this thing which people deal with every day. And that's the end of it. Nothing happens. Nothing. That's there, how comedy works. You take everyday things and you bring the comedy out yeah, of Yeah, but comedy is also say, funny. One might say it is a slice of life. I Like, I get it, but there's nothing... There's no, I, I don't read this and feel like I've gained anything from this. I don't feel like I gain anything by just watching someone go shopping, which is a surprising amount of the chapters we've read. It's they are going shopping for X item. That is fair. They do go shopping a lot. They, they like, do go I shopping think on their first night, they went in and out of that bloody flat like three or four times to buy mm -hmm. whatever. Well, they went hand in the marriage registration form. They do mm -hmm. the hand registration. They come back and they're like, oh, shit. we need, yeah, we need a futon. They go out, they do that. Then, oh shit, we need more. Like, they need nighttime goods, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, toothbrushes and crap. Yeah, so go out again. <laughs> it's like every time you read one of these repeated points in any of the manga we've read, not just this one, but especially in this one, it's you read it and go, okay, but why do I care? Give me a reason to care about what you're doing, and then I'll be hooked. I'll be there. I'll be on board with the slice of life genre. But in one of the later ones, it's just like, we are going to go and buy wedding rings because this is a thing people do. Oh, it turns out he's surprisingly wealthy for a kid his age. That's um, it. But then they settle on cheaper ones. Well, okay. no, because he doesn't have a clue, so he's dead set on the concept of a ring which yeah. can probably resonate with a bunch of the male readership. Or like, you've got to get a ring. That's the important thing. Sure. While she's like, no, no, you don't know anything about these rings, do you? Let me, let me break it down for you. And, and that's just every episode, though. Every chapter, though. It's basically just that. And nothing changes. Nothing new happens. Nothing compelling happens. There is maybe three or four chapters in the entirety of the two volumes, which is 18, 18 and a half chapters. And there's maybe three or four chapters where something, I would say, something actually new and interesting happens. And this is me being as fair as I possibly can. The setup for it is pretty interesting because um, it's surprising. The whole hit by a truck because of love at first sight. Like, okay, love hit you like a truck. Ha ha ha, I get it. 
And there's another episode where they do the bath episode, which is a thing I'll get to probably down the line. And then there's an episode where, oh, sorry, a chapter where the sister turns up at one point. Yes. Yes. And those are pretty much the only interesting points. And the rest of it feels like Groundhog Day. It, it feels like the Endless Eight. You know, it just, just keeps I going know. and going and going. It not feel like Endless Eight. Like, I love Endless Eight for entirely different reasons. I, I never got that feeling. Okay, this. I'm exaggerating. But it does feel like the same point over and over and over. But like surely they are doing a thing. You could make the argument of that's what well, because this is rom com as well as Slice of Life. You could make the argument that's most rom com shows. If you want to really want to just boil it down, it's just a boy and girl have misunderstanding slash comedic thing. But that's twenty minutes of TV right there, nailed it. Yeah, but those shows. I'm not saying that they all do because some of them are rightfully garbage as well. But so many of those shows at least try to introduce other plot threads that can be tugged upon and ones that can actually lead somewhere this doesn't seem like it's leading anywhere it's like they got all the plot out in in chapter one keep saying episode in chapter one where boy meets girl they get hit by truck three years later they get married for no reason and then that's it like okay cool that that seems like the end of the story and the rest of it just seems like padding so hang on, so hang on. If I remember correctly from previous episodes, you've read Azimanga Dio, right? I have, yeah. I, I assume you like that. It was okay. That, okay. It's probably why I didn't I didn't hate it. But the point is like that arguably has even less plot than this does, because it's just kids live their life through school, the end. Okay, I, I have I have read it, uh, but it's been a very long time since I've read it. But my main takeaway from Azimanga Dio was that it was charming. Like, it yeah. was very, very charming because the characters were felt very, very real and a bit light and airy, but still they were fun and charming. The art style came together and was quite charming as well. Yes. This does not charm me whatsoever. You're not charmed by these two. No, because I, I think they're fucking dumb. <laughs> like, it's so... St- the whole thing is so stupid, especially because a lot of these things... Th- this guy is like a super nerd who wants to go into space or whatever is. That he doesn't want to go into space. Like, he very explicitly states that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Point is... <laughs> he hates it because his parents went, lol, let's call him NASA. That's a sure. funny joke. Sure. And yeah, parents, don't, don't, don't name your kids after jokes because they have to live with that shit. But anyway, um, he is a super nerd who has managed to have the foresight to save up all of his money across his entire life. Uh, he's gotten all the top grades in school and everything. Like, he, he's on track for, like, a really good life. He doesn't know how to use Google? Like, what? <laughs> how do you not what? know half what? of this shit? Know, you, you've lost me here. What, Google's what? never I, mentioned. I know it's never mentioned. My point is, he's so lost in this modern world, he doesn't know how to search for it. He doesn't know how to use the internet what? to find these yeah. things out. To find what what out, Mike? Anything that comes across him in life that he's supposedly confused about. So he's in these situations. (laughs) (laughs) The only things he's confused about are the romantic stuff because he's never really thought about that. (laughs) It's every time he's encountering a part of life which his now wife, whatever her name is, has to talk him through, is what I'm saying. So he has to be talked through a lot of stuff because he can't seem to find out things for himself. 
He's apparently this super smart guy, but no, I'm, like, I'm not googling how women bathe themselves and all the. No, I'm really going to talk about that. I feel like it is because that's about the only stuff he seems to have trouble with, besides like movies, which it's implied he just doesn't watch, which is fair. Yeah, like he doesn't own a TV, so and I know people who don't own TVs. So yeah, I just think if someone's not into films and just doesn't watch films, I can understand them not really I... knowing much about Avengers. Sure. That, that was a good joke. Also, like I like some some of Hatch's jokes misfire, but I love the one where she just recites all of the Avengers films, and he's like, "What? What?" And she just so they just do it again. She just says it all again. <laughs> so one one thing I suppose we've not mentioned: uh, Hatter has a tendency to have a lot of pop culture in his works. In fairness, I thought you toned it down a lot for this one. I didn't. Know it's it's a one. lot more toned down and. This one, like a lot more subtle, I suppose, in this one compared to Hayate, where they just straight blatantly like. But like in this one, like in the artwork, you've got like I think there's one scene where you see uh, Sean will know this, like the command cards from Fake Grand Order. Fake Grand Order. <laughs> and then there's, there's like a bonus chapter where Sukas is like, "Oh, I want to come home to find my husband dead." Scenario type thing or something. What? I don't think I read that one. No, that yeah, that, that, was, that happens. It was, like yep. bon- it was a bonus chapter. It was I a stupid chapter, but go on. But go on. It, it might have been like the volume one of Mackie or something. Oh, it was real dumb. Yeah. It was it was just like, oh I I want to play a game where I come home and find you dead or something. It's like uh, all right, why why like what's 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 the scenario kind of thing? Yep, this is and, feeding yeah. into my point of her just frankly bizarre behaviour, but it's on. it's an Amaki. You you it's whatever. Mm-hmm. They're deliberate. They're generally. De- it's like OVAs where they're like, "Let's go to the hot springs." Yeah. This isn't really canon, so. But yeah, the, so she's like, "Oh, I come home to find you pierced by Excalibur," and it turns out it was because uh, Kawasumi stabbed you for not making her rice or something. And Kawasumi is the voice actor of Saber in the Fate franchise, who wields Excalibur. <laughs> So the the jokes are there, um, the pop culture references and whatnot, but they're a lot more subtle compared to Hayate, where they're yeah, very, Hayate very is very blatant. in your face about it. Uh, admittedly, the whole being stabbed by Excalibur thing, I thought it was bizarre for one thing, but I didn't get any of the the fake references at all. Well, no, I I wouldn't expect you. To I mean, I knew what Excalibur them. was. <laughs> Well, that's the yes. thing. Like, so I don't know if you remember, like, the scene where the um, one of them's getting hit in the back of the head by Buster cards. Yes, I'm assuming you were like, "Well, I don't get that." Whereas me and Phil, were like, ah, fake go reference. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I just kept scrolling past that. Yeah, yeah. you rolled them. Yep. I, but I speaking speaking of the bathhouse, I must say I did like in terms of comedy that joke as well, where they were like, she, "So she, there's the scene where um, the theme, lead females in the bath, and then it does the predictable thing of like all oh, this smoke everywhere." But she's like, this will be removed in the volume release. This will be removed yeah. in the volume release. And then for no reason, she's got like a black, uh, like a shining bright it's light on her. Still a wet. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get rid of that one as well. It's fine. We'll, get, we'll get rid of this mysterious backlighting in the volume. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like a bit of fourth wall breaking sometimes. <laughs> you, you get that a lot in this as well. Cause you, you do kind of get the jokes sort of like, NASA will be thinking something and then 
someone will reference what he's thinking and he's like hang on a minute <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure at one point if that was because she so at one point he refers to holding hands as like a buffet of hand holding and she picks yeah. up on that even though he never says it out loud and i was like can she read his mind when they're touching hands is this a thing yeah, like they really are leaning into the whole moon child thing. There's and there's sci-fi elements to it. So. Yeah, it's it's just it's jarring as well. Uh, like that's another that no, no, it's jarring <laughs> that it's like just this weird, yes, dumb, yes, but otherwise <laughs> sort of normal scenario. But then she has these very weird behavioral tics, and she has these weird abilities like mind reading, apparently. I, I I would just say that was just a joke. Entirely like, possible, but it's still rolling. kind of jarring to have it so just thrown in there. Um, not a lot of setup to it. She's like, "Oh, by the way, I heard your thoughts. Wait, what?" And like, "Ah, we're done, and we'll go back to normal." Now let's oh, no, talk they about reference that repeatedly throughout the next volume. It's let's. This is kind of my point. It's like you're you're left knowing, not knowing if it's if it's real or if it's a joke, and that's what's jarring about it. That makes sense. It's all, it's, uh, it's, I can see what you're on about. Yeah, there are times yeah. where you can't tell if it's a joke or if that's a real thing that you should mm -hmm. make note of, so to speak. I, yeah. I would generally just assume everything's a joke until proven otherwise in something like this. So it is very much lol, JK. Unless that's that's fair. I mean, to be <laughs> I, fair, you're, again, you're coming sure. at it with the experience of having read Hayate, so you've got a much yeah. better flair for when Hatter's having a laugh and when he's not. This thing, Hatter's always having a laugh. <laughs> That, that's yeah. why you don't take anything seriously until it actually matters. You see, this is actually a good point you've just made, Sean. I've never read, I've never read uh, anything, Hayata. pretty much anything you guys have referenced in this show, apart from Azamanga Dao. Um, and I didn't understand that going in, that that's, that was the deal, that it was all a joke until it suddenly isn't. I, um, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I mean, in fairness, it never portrays itself too seriously. Like, there are times where you, like, I mean, like you've seen with me going Moonchild, yeah, definitely. But it doesn't, it never portrays itself too seriously. Well, I'm just saying, it, it makes it more palatable, now that I realise that. If the deal is that it's that the joke is... Did you not pick up on it being a comedy manga? No, no, I got it being a comedy, I just didn't <laughs> think it was funny. <laughs> like, it was... It, I don't think it ever got a legit chuckle out of me, even once. And I have admitted to some shit giving me legit chuckles sometimes. On this show, you've laughed at Rent a Girlfriend, Mike. I did. I got at least one laugh out of Rent a Girlfriend, and I I didn't laugh at all at this. It just, I, yeah, comedy is subjective, but I, I, it wasn't funny. Like at no point it was weird. Like maybe I got an uncomfortable laugh out of it rather than a legit <laughs> chuckle. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> it was, ugh. This one made me feel wrong. Like not wrong on the level of uh, Grand Blue or anything like that. Different kind of wrong. Dif like it's like you're watching a train wreck about to happen in slow motion. That kind of wrong. Like I could help, but I'm not going to. I will say, like, to, uh, I'll try and move us away from these things that we've gone over a bunch of times now. One sure. thing that does help with maybe, well, maybe helps with the feeling wrong thing or making it feel different is so the art style for this is entirely digital. And that okay. seems like I've never seen a manga, like a traditional manga, as it were, done full digital like this. I don't know. Has any of... Did Hayati go digital towards the end, Phil? Or was it always hand-drawn? I don't know, actually. 
but that was just that was definitely something i picked up on like you don't see like obviously when we did our webtoons they're mostly digital art because yeah that that yeah. usually all yeah digital. that's intended to be like drawn and viewed on that but for for like a traditional manga this is seen, i've never seen another manga that's been that i'm aware of has been done digitally so you get a lot more clean cleanliness and kind of the designs and everything so a lot more straight lines and everything but also that means you lose a lot of nuance because a lot of characters can just be copied and pasted from other scenes or have their facial expressions copied and pasted so i don't i don't know if you had any comments to make on anything else i mean i just thought it was very different as it were uh, for both better and worse i mean i had no idea it was digital art until just this second when you said it and um that kind I, of for the record i'm assuming it's it gives off a digital oh. impression i could be entirely wrong but i can't see how you would traditionally do something in that style well if it was the case i I not only did I have no problem with it, I couldn't tell. Um, the art in this is actually very clean, as you as you said. And while I do disagree with the story, I think the art style, while a little a little simplistic at times, like um, I mean, I'm gonna get some shit for this, but especially in the faces, um, fair, yeah, like the faces are quite uh quite empty a lot of the time. There's not a lot of emotion going on there. Like you may get. An under eye blush at times. That's about it. I, yeah, I feel like you can get a, you still get a lot of emotion on the faces, but I do agree the faces are quite simplistic. Hmm. But they, in general, the art it feels very Hatter. Like, sure, Hayate has a very similar art style. For example, well, in fairness, like Ad Astra has a very simple art style, which is one of his other works. The pro, the pro I mean, NASA is essentially Hayate's design again, and the yeah. lead female, especially when you see her in color with pink hair, is I want to say essentially Hinagiku from Hayate, who was the secondary mm. female lead of that one. Maybe, yeah, I, I can see Hayate and NASA. I don't see Hinagiku and Sakata. it's more obvious in color because Sukasa has. Yeah bright pink hair which you don't really get in the yeah, black and white yeah, stuff yeah fair but um hatter definitely has an art style like you could definitely pick his works out from a lineup quite easily i think mm -hmm. and i do agree the faces tend to be a bit simplistic but i do think i i disagree in that i think he does convey emotion usually even if it's simplistic yeah, it does also help. It means it's very easy to know which character's which often. Because I mean, yeah, I never got character confusion. Yeah, which is again, I mean, we, some of the stuff we read where we're like, who, who is it's Ruby Tim? Who I have no idea. I think something that aids that is there's not actually a lot of characters in this. Uh, there's uh, not that many. I mean, there's, there's a there's... few more introduced in the second volume. And yeah, surprise, surprise, they're all female. But uh... yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there's, there's actually not that many. Like, there's the main characters, the hero and heroine. Um, there's, and then after that, you get like this friend who works at the bathhouse. There are two of those. Yeah. The two of those. Yeah. Okay, maybe the idea yeah, gets some first. Their sisters, the family owns the bathhouse. Okay. There's the younger one who kind of taunts NASA because presume like she's son there basically. Right, right, and then the older one who's a masochist. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the sister character that shows up a bit later. Yep. And yep. that's it. Her, I mean, there's the truck maids. driver. I, I wouldn't even consider her two maids really. They're, they're named. They, I they mean, they've popped up a few times. That that like they appear in that little 
I don't want to say arc. <laughs> that, that <laughs> There's a couple of chapters where they're in her mansion. That, yeah, that, that little section they appear in, and then they sort of just appear in the odd panel. But, and sure, they're background characters, but, but they are characters. Sure, but the point is, I don't think it's the end of the world if you forget they exist. Oh no, that's, that's fine. I mean, I couldn't tell you the names of anyone outside the two leads. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the names of anyone in this thing, but that's just part of the <laughs> course. Have you not me. remembered NASA, Mike? Okay, I remember NASA, but not anything <laughs> else. And my point was that they've actually done a thing which I don't think we've seen on this this show yet. They, they've kept the the roster of characters quite slim, and they've kept the focus on the story. They've not just added in a bunch of outside elements for the sake of it. And I don't want to be called a hypocrite here. I do like it when they bring in outside elements to bolster a plot, but they have to have a reason for it. And this one has actually kept decent focus on what it wants to talk about. I maintain that I think what they were talking about is dumb, but they're actually sticking to a plot. And that, while it did take me a while to get through this, it doesn't. It I, it doesn't feel like they strayed from the path they wanted to be on, which is is a sign of a more experienced writer. And if you're telling me the um, author of this um, has made other famous things before, then yeah, yeah I, I think I, think I get has that. Been doing this for like decades at this point. Yeah, so. that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. So that's probably the thing I can say best about this. For what has been written, it's technically written very well in a technical sense and so i mean if you like romance and absurd situations maybe this is the one for you so absurd fine <laughs> <It's> absurd. <laughs> yes that's the absurd holding. part holding god damn so absurd god damn that, that's, that's what i was talking about yes actually no they're allowed, they're allowed to hold hands because they're married they can hold hands because they're married, yes. Yes, that, that's it. It's fine. They got married. They're allowed to hold hands now. Fucking hell. I never thought I'd see that meme personified in an actual work that is sold to people. No, because I don't think... I think it's two different things you're thinking of there. Because obviously the, the meme is like, oh my god, hand-holding so lewd. Yeah, how how yeah. dare you show that? It's, it, it's simple hand-holding, yes. Yeah, whereas this, it's just like... NASA is super shy. He's like, I, I mean, I know she's my wife, but we've known each other five minutes. Is it okay for me to hold her hand kind of thing? He's not thinking of it in a lewd way. He's thinking of it in a, is it acceptable at this point? Yeah, and are you starting to see why I think this whole idea is is ludicrous, to say the least? Look, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Ludicrous, because it's comedy. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating people go out and get <laughs> married to the next person they see. But I have no problem with the concept of the manga. I like have it, 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 the, the, it's, it's a, a twist on a formula. That is that's the whole sure. point. That's how the storytelling medium works. You go, Here, here's the concept, but here's my take on it. I, yeah. Sure, if that's what you wanna you wanna say. I personally think it's certainly a twist on a concept and then they do nothing with it. But that okay. Mm. I guess we'll agree to disagree I mean, on that what, point. What for, what further thing would you want beyond they're married now? I exactly. What would you possibly want? The, the world's your voice, which is what I get. 
the world is your oyster, and they didn't the even rom com life of newlyweds, and that's what you get. <laughs> I when I think newlyweds, I don't think people who have known each other for five minutes. Like, yeah. you, sure, sure. That's the but... point. <laughs> the thing is, you you get all that, but you also do get the fact that they're looking at doing things as newlyweds as well. So that there is the sort of things you wouldn't expect people who've just started going out to do. Mm-hmm. Necessarily, so you get stuff like he's looking to buy engagement rings and wedding rings. Like, I don't think you would see that at all, pretty much in most romance manga until maybe like the last couple of chapters, maybe because the proposal would be the ending, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, assuming it's a straight up romance and not a rom com, which in which case it is them getting together is the ending, and I, then yeah. yeah. Just stuff like that. I, there is worse out there. There is, but this... Uh, I mean, we've covered it. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Definitely, yeah. Like, let, let's not stray into ranking the things we have <laughs> we have read, because that's a, that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. But, like, this one, it just... It doesn't do anything for me. And I can't get over the hurdle of how absurd this is and how it's treated as normal and it just doesn't feel right to read it it makes me so uncomfortable like so uncomfortable right okay i I don't know why no no yeah i mean is does there anything do we want to do you want to draw this to a conclusion give our closing thoughts or is there anything else you wanted to say mike i know you said you had thoughts on the bathhouse scene at some point Oh, it's it's pretty much standard shit for me. Oh, I don't okay. think there's any reason to ever include a bathhouse scene. Like, ever. <laughs> the whole reason why there's this bathhouse, they even draw attention to it, which I thought was actually kind of funny, because the fourth wall break as well. They're like, it's a bathhouse episode. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I get it. That was kind of funny. But it, I don't know why this is a trope. In any manga ever, I, I mean, I get it. It's an excuse to, well, not show How them. How else are we gonna show them titties, Mike? Well, that's it. You don't. That's the problem. How else are we gonna make our audience think? Maybe, just maybe. At a not. certain point, just read porn. <laughs> just watch porn. Like, why not just watch porn? It's easier, and it's right there. And this harkens back to my ability, his ability to use Google. It's like, what? <laughs> just, just, yeah. just use Google. <laughs> to do what? To look, up to look at porn. Clearly, that's what, what he wants. He wants no it to go. He wife, wants his wife. Mike. Sorry, yeah. No I am not dropping this point. I, I don't understand the need for the bathhouse scene. And I get that that might be the joke in this, but it still does it. And it's still annoying to be like, we're going to devote some time to have this person be naked, but purposely... But it's not really for the sake of fanzos in this one. It's more for the sake of comedy and throwing those kind of scenes under the bus in a more par- parody style. It does also compound everything that makes me feel off about this one. It's like the whole, maybe since we're in a bathhouse, I'll get to see my wife naked. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I get it that you've not done it yet, but that's kind of the problem with being married. Ah, 
It hurts. Now, Mike, Mike, I, I just want to let you know something here. Mm-hmm. There are, in fact, people who get married yes. and have never seen their partner naked. I'm aware. I'm aware that not having sex before marriage is very much a thing. Not being naked with your partner is very much a thing. And if that's what you want to do, I genuinely respect it. I want to be clear about that. I don't agree, but I do respect. The difference here is the fact that it is all so... It is... It is... It, acts like they're being hit by a truck with it it's 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 it, it just happens all at the same time and we're going through these emotions with the character and it just feels so i don't know forced to me but ugh, i don't i mean I, I think i'll be pretty clear about how i feel about that particular concept <laughs> i don't ever see the need for a bathhouse scene. that's i mean that's fair i i agree with you for like 99 percent of things it like i hate because I hate fan service, I hate titillation, I hate that whole thing. Because again, why not just look up porn? Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel in it, when you're like, making fun of it, or when you're joking of it, because it's clear the intent here isn't to get people to go, ooh, titillation, ooh. It's mm-hmm. more just, the bathhouse scenes are fucking dumb, let's point that out. Sure. So I feel in this, it works. I mean, that was probably the closest they ever got to give me a legit chuckle. Like, I, I, I have tears of laughter. I have LOL, laugh out loud laughter. And then I've got legit chuckles, and then I've got disturbed giggles underneath <laughs> that. And this gave me a disturbed giggle or two, which is probably the worst thing that you could possibly do. Well, we'll say as well, there was it's not in the stuff we read, but in a chapter later on, just talking about like bathhouses and misunderstandings, there was a thing um, they, they go to the bathhouse again, and then the sort of like narrator, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, oh, this this would be the point in time where some big misunderstanding would occur if, like, this. Would oh no, happen. that's in what we read. Uh, it might be there, but it's in this bit I'm thinking of as well. Okay. It's like, oh, but that's that's not going to happen to our main characters. It does, however, <laughs> happen to these other minor characters. It's I just kind of like that how it's like. Well, the misunderstanding stuff is the whole like because I think the the spa girls ask like, "Oh, so you, so you're family?" And like, "Yeah, we're family." Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but this that's not the oh, okay. I'm talking about. As I say, this is way on this like. Oh, um, fair enough. I forget exactly what what was happening. It's like uh, they they go like after hours or something. Um, so that one of the girls that works there is like, "Oh, well." We'll just remove the wall that separates it, and you can bathe together. Kind of thinks you're married, so why not? Um, and then there's a thing where actually there was already someone in there, and then the other girl that lives there walks in on him instead, or some, yep. something like that. And it's like, I like the fact how you can still have the stereotypical rom com misunderstanding kind of stuff, like the oh my god. They saw each other naked when they weren't supposed to, and now she's going to punch him and he's going to go flying, hmm. kind of thing. But it happens to the minor characters and is a very just one note done kind of thing. Whereas the main characters are just like, nah, whatever. We'll just continue about our vibes because they're, they're married. Who cares? Less about this particular manga and more about the concept of the romantic comedy misunderstanding in general i i generally hate that plot thread because 
they can usually be solved, like 90% of them can be solved by just having a single conversation. Yes. It's like, it, the standard is like uh, the one partner sees the other one at lunch in a fancy restaurant with, with another woman or another man or something. And then they get really mad about it and they cause this whole thing. And like at any point you could just say, hey, who was that person you were having lunch with? And then go, oh, it was my sister. Oh, okay, cool. That shit pisses me off. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. And they do do that in like one point, like two volumes we read where for, for whatever reason, neither of them used the subject matter. So basically he's called one of the bar girls cute. And then she's looked at a church randomly. So he's thought she's on a back proposal. And yeah. and at first it's like okay it makes sense they're not referencing it but then the sentences get to the point where this doesn't make sense unless you put a subject in it so how would what I don't I yeah. don't know if that's just because of the differences between English and Japanese though I have oh to man admit. is this is this another cultural barrier I love talking about <laughs> less, those. less cultural more linguistics it sure. could be that the way it's translated but yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it's worded in Japanese I don't know if you can word it in such a way. In, Japanese that it still makes sense. Find, find out. Find out right now. Go buy the volume from Viz. Assume it's out today. Yeah. It will be in English. And we'll have the yes. same confusion. The, 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 I mean, the one thing I, I'm pretty sure they can do it. <laughs> the, the one thing I do know is Japanese, you start to use sort of like different, um, what they call in language, particles, participles, depending yep. on whether you've established a subject. Uh, or if you're introducing a subject. So I can see there is definitely, it's possible that's just how translations worked in this case. Fair and enough. It comes off really clunky in English compared to Japanese, but again, I can't say Fair that. Enough. As I say, it made sense at first, but then as the scene kept yeah. going on, it's like, there's no way you could either not go, wait a minute, what's she on about, or what's he on about? Or yeah, be like. Because the sentence, if, if you omit the bits that we read were in brackets like if yeah. you took those bits out the sentence is just a little gibberish yeah as you say but yeah that's that's fair as i say well that, and as i say that might be a case of fan 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 translation yeah scanlation that's the word i'm after scanlation versus official translation so yeah. it, it, it this is the thing i don't know how it works in japanese either so it could just be it is actually clunky in japanese as well maybe but um the misunderstanding is never a trope. I but enjoy. but I agree with you there, Mike. Yeah, that's not a yeah. It's never a brilliant plot point. I mean, as well, the misunderstanding between those two there, as you as you say, it's actually fairly minor as far as the rom com misunderstandings go. It's it's very much like she just wants to be called cute. He thinks she yeah. wants to be proposed to, but he's like, oh, I can't do it right and here they don't, right now they don't blow it out of report well okay obviously yeah. his reaction is shit i need to go do a bunch of things but like they yeah. they don't have going to a full base row over them so no i mean maybe they should be more communication than they've ever done before what are you on yeah. they talk all the time what are you on about <laughs> there's a difference between talking and communicating and they it's a lot of we're nervous we don't really know each other so we're just going to be quiet a lot of the time and a lot of backtracking on their thoughts, things that like you're you're saying words and they go, oh wait, no, I didn't really mean like that. It's it's a lot of using words without conveying information, and that's the kind of thing you get in very new childish relationships. Which I before you shout at me again, <laughs> yeah, I get that's what this is and that's the point. But that's what I mean. It, it, there's not a lot of communication here, and it's because they haven't been long together long enough to build it up over time. 
I get it, but it's also a little frustrating to watch as well. Mm -hmm. So when one of those situations comes up, when they do have this minor misunderstanding, you kind of almost, well, I kind of almost wanted them to argue about it because it would give more communication between them and potentially present more character. But that just didn't happen. And I'm okay with it not happening, but it just sort of never happens. You never, you never see that level of communication between them. It just annoys me, really. To, to me, that's just really refreshing, I feel. Like, not, not the lack of communication, just the fact that they don't have at each other. Like oh, yeah, some, they, they don't like need to argue. Like a billion other mangas or Yeah, no, yeah, they don't need to argue. It doesn't need to turn to an explosive fight, which makes them stronger in the end and go through that whole trope. It doesn't need to. This it's isn't just the shonen, like. Any... <laughs> it's not Dragon Ball. Hey, if one of these people went one level beyond in the middle of the manga, I'd be on board. This isn't, this isn't Hayate. It can't just suddenly devolve into shonen at a moment's notice because all the characters are Superman in that series. This, this isn't even my final form. Wedding ring. I, I, I'm not going to get into a Hayate man, but the fact that it's like, I'm just a regular guy butler, except I'm fucking Superman. Pretty much. <laughs> With all the shit he does in that manga. <laughs> I mean, you do kind of have that in this with NASA. Yeah, he, he's super smart, but I, I never get the feeling he's going to jump onto the top of a bloody skyscraper. <laughs> Maybe he should. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't get that, but at the same time, like, that there is a lot of stuff you, you sort of learn he's done, but you just think that's... Oh, okay. <laughs> ...a bit probably not reasonable for anyone it, in some it's, ways um the uh the, the checkered past excuse <laughs> kind, uh, kind of i guess but if you claim in any of your tabletop rpgs that you've had a checkered past that's just vague enough to be able to get away with saying that you can do anything and he's like oh yes i studied super hard that means he can do anything because he studied kind super of, hard yeah. like the the big example in what we read is like obviously we learn the reason he's part of the reason he's good friends with the family that owns the bathhouses. Uh, their family went through some trouble with like the father embezzling money and then eloping with a voice actor or something. And this isn't Hayati's plot. You can't prove anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and and uh, basically, the bathhouse was about to go bankrupt or something. And basically, he in like it's implied in a very short amount of time in like space of probably like a five-minute conversation, just went, ditch these services, fill out these forms, get some reimbursements, focus on this, blah, 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 and everything will be fixed. Like, he just takes five seconds to look at the books, as it were, and fixes everything. I mean, in fairness, he has over five million yen, so I'm willing to believe he's good with money. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm fine. I accept that. It's more just the level at which he displays that expertise just feels a bit extreme at times yeah like this like, I, don't, I don't mind it too much it, it is implied as you say he is really yeah, super smart. like he's top of his school pretty much like, and... i think it's implied yeah. he's like top in the country even yeah yeah but you do level. you do have to consider that for all intents and purposes this is still a child like i know he's 18 now but he's like he's just 18 and but we also don't really see much of his parents so presumably he's been living alone for a while. Yes, yeah. they, they do establish that at one point, basically. Uh, so, something we didn't mention is so the story starts when he's about 15, 16. Then he gets hit by the truck. As you do. As, as you do. And then basically, 
he has to delay taking his entrance exams because that's the thing you do in Japan mm -hmm. uh, to go to high school by a year. But then even though he gets accepted, he decides it's not worth it because he's just so super smart already. See, I missed so the Olympic. Actually, dropped uh, out. I don't know if it was those because he was so super smart. I think it's because he doesn't see the point, like because it's an expense, and his goal now is to see. Well, the yes, but, again. The, but the point is, it's an expense he doesn't need because he already knows it all. Was sort of the implication I got. Uh, I got it was more because he's focused on romance now, hence why he takes the job where he well, sees yes. as many people as possible. Yeah, there, there was that as well. But then, obviously, um, sort of as a result of all that, I think he says his parents were sort of like. I don't want to say nagging him, but basically he, he decided it would just be better if he lived on his own instead. So he gets that apartment. Okay. I don't recall his parent. I, I, I probably glanced over it, but I don't recall it's, his it's, it's like a one-line thing. It's just like, oh, my parents were like right. nagging me, so I decided to get a place on my own. Blah, blah, blah. We need a reason why this protagonist lives alone, because all teenage protagonists do live alone. I mean, in he's 18. I mean, yeah, this thing, by the time <laughs> the story starts in earnest, when you've had that three-year time skip, I guess, he is 18. It starts on his 18th birthday. Him living alone is not I, I lived alone when I hit that age, yeah. Yeah, but he, he has already been living alone, which means he Yes, he, he had he already 17. been living alone, but the idea that he is living alone is not... All, all I'll say, Mike, is don't read Hayato. You, <laughs> you'd have a fit. <laughs> Fucking... Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I feel like at this point I've made it clear I enjoy being angry. Thing. <laughs> I mean, your your Discord name for the viewers at home is now Furious. Yeah, so. the word Furious. Yep. <laughs> You've upgraded from Masochist. <laughs> so speaking speaking of Furious, sure. Oh, the, there was something I wanted to bring up with you, Mike. Okay. That came up when we were talking about this, um, a week or so ago. When you okay. first started reading, yep, I believe Wait, you're you've been exact... talking about this behind my back. Not, not really. It was while we were playing games. Something I was like, "Oh, Mike, how far are you in the the manga we're supposed to be reviewing?" I think at that point I said tomorrow. But yeah, it was in like office. in like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. However, that was actually a week ago from when we were recording. I think yeah, yeah. because plans changed. Real world, but, uh, real life. I believe you went. Oh, I've not started. Let me open up right now. And then you proceeded to say, Phil, why are you making me read porn? It wasn't exactly that. I believe you used the exact word porn, however. I did use the word porn. I said something to the effect of, I don't remember my exact word, but it was Fair. something to the effect of what kind of porno-ass front cover is this that you've got me reading? And it's because the actual front cover of it, obviously this is a podcast, it's audio, so we can't show you this. The actual front cover of this is like, very, very porno, porno esque. It's very porny, and even no, the con no. the content of it is also very, very porno logic as well. So, just to be clear, I've, I've just dropped the what? cover in Discord. Is that the one you're referring to, Mike? No, I feel I'm think I'm referring to the next page. Well, that's but... the front cover. I just linked. So, are you thinking of this then? That is what I'm referring to. Yes. Okay, so it's the <laughs> front cover you're referring to a wife hugging her husband. No, it's not that generous. <laughs> it's the fact that they use like a lot of a lot of pinks and what, blushing and 
<laughs> no, like all the lettering and lots of like rounded things and just shit <laughs> you would what? see. On... <laughs> you see that in romance, not just porn. <laughs> well, clearly I don't read romance, but I do read porn. <laughs> it, it is also like an advertisement page, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's the front page of the actual magazine. Of the actual volume, yeah. Then. Like, I've, no, I've not, no, not of, the volume. Like the magazine, of the magazine like, it's in. Um, oh, okay. I, I have absolutely no idea what any of the Japanese text on the page says. Uh, yeah, no I, I couldn't. I mean, I can read Kawaii. <laughs> that's because that's in Romanized <laughs> letters. Well, the katakana above it is Tonikaku Kawaii, so sure. you got that. Point is, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. I, I said I said something to that effect because not only is there a lot of pink and a lot of things that you would find on the front cover of porno mags in general, but also like the logic employed is very porno pornorific. It is very we need to get together for this exact reason right now and don't question it. It's it's so porno. He's like, oh my god. I love you, please marry me. Fucking... <laughs> oh. Frankly, I don't know why this isn't it's on It's not there. so much the actual content, it's the logic involved. It's the logic of, this thing needs to happen because shut up, it's happening. It's like, we need to find an excuse to get these people fucking. It's what it comes up comes down to. That's why I said that. And I, you know what? I'll stand by it. Thing is, if you'd said it was the other page, like the cover for, I think that's oh, one because, twelve. Because because, um, of, because of the finger, I'd be like, okay, I disagree, but I can kind of see your argument. I, again, for the listeners of this who don't know it, <laughs> the the actual other cover that uh, Phil is referring to is two of them are hugging, and for some reason, he is putting his finger in her mouth. This is this is the volume twelve cover. Okay, it's the volume twelve yeah. cover, right? Yeah. Look so forward to that in twenty twenty two. So yeah, that one's that one is also kind of porny. Don't get me wrong, I like that one is more lewd. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, it's it's a little weird, I guess. But I, I could I could accept degenerates. Like yeah, I could, I could kind of almost see where you're coming from there. I wouldn't call it porny, but yeah, definitely. Like I'm lewd. I'm pointing. I'm just gonna say here to maybe clear up a confusion here. I didn't look at this and think, oh, that's porn. I you just <laughs> said it. No, no. What I meant to say is. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, that's kind of porn-like. That's porny. Pornish. Pornesque. So you're not calling it porn, you're just saying it's porn-like. Yes, that's what I was trying to get across. I... Have you considered the word lewd? No. I'm... I will never consider that word. <laughs> I feel like this is... Especially because the word pornorific exists, and that's a much better I feel word. like this is some full-blown people die when they're killed right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not porn, it's porn-like. <laughs> like, but, but people die when they are killed. That's a good, Mike, that's a good comparison. I've got a question for you. When, okay. you're, when you're walking down the street, and uh -huh. you see like two people holding hands, do you just yeah. like break down? Oh, I'm, I immediately drop trowel. That's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a reaction at this point. I can't stop it. It's muscle memory. <laughs> I, I, okay? I actually have my head in my hand at the moment. <laughs> just... Well, we're not topping that. So... <laughs> oh, dear. Let's I, uh... quick close it out before I'm arrested. <laughs> Pretty much.
Okay, right, Mike. I feel you've already covered your things, but I always go to you first, so sure. why not? Um, will you will you read more? And you know what? With the anime coming out tomorrow, will you be watching this? Okay, I I think it's been pretty clear. I will not be reading or watching this, and I would like to also be clear. It's not the worst thing I've ever read, and I do get why some people would enjoy this. But for me, the sheer absurdity of it is ruining any kind of immersion in these people's lives that I could possibly have. And the fact that it moves at the absolute glacial pace that it does does not help me at all. The interesting parts for me personally are few and far between. And I just never really laughed at the comedy. I never thought it was funny. I did not like this, but it was not the worst thing ever. I get some people would like it and I get why they would like it. But definitely not for me. Cool, cool. Um, well, I mean, speaking of people who like it, over to me. So I, I fire after. Here's a little mini story time. Uh, after we recorded the last episode on, I can't. I'm not. I've, I memorized its name for that show. I don't remember it now. Something, something. Our last crusade or whatever the shit. Was Romeo called. and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh so, yeah, awful. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that trash. <laughs> Yeah. So, actually, no way I said that was all right, shit. Um, <laughs> it's all trash. <laughs> anyway, basically, after that, I fired it up. I had, like, a spare, like, 10, 15 minutes. So, so I fired up the my uh, app that I read the stuff on for this show. And was like, okay, let's read the first couple of chapters of this. Oh, okay. And then uh, I proceeded to read through the entire two volumes in one go. And then I went over to my computer and I made a lovely little order on Amazon.co.uk for the first volume. So I will be getting that on October 1st, or hopefully sooner, or later, depending on, you know, whenever it actually does come out. So yeah, I fucking love this. I think it's really good. It kind of, like I got a really kind of warm, fuzzy feeling inside from reading it from the interactions between the two characters, because they're just so cute and so innocent. And as I, as, I mean, I mentioned this throughout the episode, I enjoy the different take on romance, where instead of and they lived happily ever after being the end here it's the beginning you just don't at least i've never really seen that before in the genre so yeah i I really enjoyed that i do still have fears about the glacial pacing having seen the first season of hayate i know that intriguing plot development is not really had a strong point to put it politely to be fair it's usually really great plot the problem is you you gotta wait ten volumes between your plot. Yeah, that's my main worry here. Like I'm I'm really invested for these first couple of volumes at the moment. I'm well aware that after like five or six, depending on how depending on what plot progression there is, I could be like, Alright, I need something a bit more to keep me going. But certainly for the start period of this, I was completely invested. I, I adore the lead characters and I mean I've put money towards it. So, yes, I really enjoy this. I will be watching the anime when it comes out, hopefully in the, uh, hopefully tomorrow, uh, if it, assuming it doesn't get delayed or anything like that. So, it's a hell yes, and I would recommend people to check this out. If you, if you enjoy Hayata's work, it's an obvious, it's a no-brainer to check this out, because this is more of the same in some regards. Uh, if you like rom-coms, I'd also recommend checking it out. Obviously, if you don't, or if you want something more plot-focused, probably not for you, but, uh, if you like characterization, if you like um, character interactions, or if you like rom-com, definitely. So that's that's one for one. Over to Mr. Hatter fanboy himself, Phil. Obviously, you you've read this up to date. So uh, 
will you be popping down to your local comics slash manga retailer today to buy volume one and will you be tuning in to the anime when it airs hopefully tomorrow anime definitely like i i i could quite happily watch this buying it uh, i like this i i really like this like i i enjoy slice of life as, as you sort of say it it this gives me the warm fuzzies it's just good wholesome it is Kawani. Yes. Sure. But I, I've read Hayate. <laughs> this I, is what I was worried about. <laughs> yeah. I've I've read Hayate. I've been on about this before. I, I've bought around 30 volumes of Hayate. That's around about... It's a little more than half, I believe. And I don't think I would ever want to finish buying Hayate. Because <laughs> although I didn't mind the ending of Hayate, there was some 20 volumes in between where I bought up to and the end. And I didn't necessarily mind that stuff. I also don't want to be sinking that. That was for Hayate, which I appreciate is a bit different than this, but I didn't want to be spending that much money on it. And 30 volumes, I feel, is a good amount of support for a series I enjoy anyway. Um, as for this, I would say I probably like it more than Hayate just because we, we did sort of mention it like this Hatta tends to do a lot of pop cultural references particularly like anime and stuff and it's less in your face with this so I know Hayate there was always like some references where I was like actually I'm not entirely certain what that's referring to whereas in this admittedly it just could be that the references are landing a bit close to home for me but I feel like I understand a lot more of that, and I generally enjoy it a lot more. But the concern is there that this could go on for another 40, 50 volumes before... Anything happens? Not so much before anything happens, but before the conclusion is drawn and there's just a whole lot of... almost nothing. And I, I, I appreciate in some ways that's kind of the point of this and it was kind of the point of the Hayate but in some ways it's just annoying when as you say you've got that glacial pace you have you have your plot and then you have a big break and then you have a little bit more plot and it's like I would appreciate it if it was a bit more balanced and it, it could be and maybe I was just soured on the last couple of arcs of Hayate <laughs> because they weren't great I, for the time being, it's a tentative no for buying, but I could definitely see my, myself picking it up um, because I do really like it, and I would suggest anyone who does like this sort of stuff to go buy it. And I, who knows? Maybe I end up buying it anyway. I, I, I might you, pick up like the first couple of volumes just because. Knowing you, you probably will because you just can't help yourself. Because I can't help myself. I I would I'd say Phil's when it comes to buying manga, Phil's pretty good, but like only buying the stuff that he's really Yeah, I in. I do try to be careful because um manga prices are really expensive in the UK. Yeah, they've gone up a lot in the last Like in, in the yeah. UK especially is the thing. Um because I'm pretty sure if you bought it in the US it's cheaper in dollars. Almost certainly. 
Like it's not even it's not even a one to one conversion. It's just it's straight up cheaper in dollars. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So like I think a volume of this is about no, it's not even seven. I want to say eight or nine pounds. Um, if it's Viz Media, it's probably seven, unless they've gone up to eight these more days. Than seven, because Viz tend to standardise their pricing. Uh, uh, I can look because you know it'll be in my orders on Amazon. So one sec. Oh, well, I can just look. I've got Amazon up here. Uh, seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, volume two is admittedly cheaper, but um, is it? Oh shit! But I'm order that now. <laughs> vol- volume two is currently listed at six pounds fifty five. Well, mad savings. No, <laughs> mad don't mind me. You keep talking, so, Phil. We'll okay. just order that. One thing I will also say is actually, when I'm talking about pricing, I'm talking about the physical releases, not like if you get it on Kindle or something, which usually is quite a lot cheaper, usually about yes. half price. But uh, when manga's about eight, nine pounds of volume, it's a struggle to justify getting into a series that could be, say, 50 volumes long. With very little happening in between. It's that's not fair. even necessarily with very little happening in between. It's just that's 50 volumes of eight, nine pounds. You're looking at hundreds of pounds over the course of the series. Yeah, and this is a series that's done by Viz. As I mentioned, I think Viz are pretty much the cheapest out there. Like yeah. if you were buying something from, say, Vertical or something, I think those are like 11 or 12 pounds a pop. It's yeah. like, goddamn. Especially if you then go, oh, so it's like a 20 volume series. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like it's it's less of an issue, I suppose, with something like this where it's only just starting to come out and you're buying a volume every couple of months or something. That the price is less of an issue for for me as a working adult with a reasonable paycheck. Eight pounds every couple of months, not outrageous. Until you start looking at like buying ten different series, I suppose, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't do what I do, kids, where I buy all of my manga physically, and then, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, the, the cost of bookshelves alone. <laughs> I, I ran out of places to put them a long time ago, Mike. That's oh, I've, I've, I've just got a stack of books on one of my nightstands. Like a literal stack. The cost of nightstands alone. <laughs> I, I have back home what I call the wall of manga. I think it has about 300 volumes in it. So like it's like six columns worth just spread out. I don't know where I'm going to put stuff now because that's pretty much full, and I've never figured out how I'm going to expand it. Yeah, a, a little off topic, but a friend of mine does the same thing with uh, RPG books, and he recently, as I a while ago, had to um, buy new shelves, and he went, "Ah, fuck! It, I'm just going to get some shelves made of like reinforced steel or something because they kept breaking <laughs> under the weight of boys RPG books." So. I understand this 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 pain. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's difficult to say yes when it's it, it could go on for twenty volumes. It could go on for a hundred. Could go to think, the. I don't moon. think it'll go on a hundred. It <laughs> will eventually go to the moon. I guarantee that's how this I, thing ends. One One Piece hasn't yet hit. I oh, know. I think One Piece might have hit hundred by now. I'm not sure. It's very close. If it hasn't. And it's going to be going for four to five years more. Oh, yes. you're so naive. At least a decade. At least so. <laughs> hundred years, Rick and Morty. Um, I mean, One Piece. <laughs> I, I will say now, you can probably cut this rant down a bit, Sean. <laughs> oh God, no, no. This is this is you. You viewers are going to enjoy the whole 120 minute podcast. 
Yeah. So it's hundred years, God. Trash Mega yeah. Podcast. Hundred years, Trash Mega Friends. Hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I might. I might pick up a couple of volumes just to show support. I do like it. As I said, would I keep buying it after that? Is very dependent on how long it goes on for. I think. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, I might pick up one or two volumes because I do like it. Let me know if anything ever happens. Uh, stuff happens. Stuff's happening in these first two. What do you want about? I don't I, agree. I, as, as someone who is currently up to date with Japan, stuff happens. Whether right. you classify that stuff as actual stuff, stuff happens. Sure. And there you have it, folks. That That's our summary of Fly Me to the Moon. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> stuff the manga. Yes. So, uh, because we're probably, we've stuffed our audience probably a bit too much with this. <laughs> I feel we've been ni- 90 minutes plus at this point. So, uh, Mike, where can they find you on the interwebs? Let's bring this to a close. They can find me uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, all of those at uh, at or slash Bezekra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. Phil, if they must, where can they find you? If they must, at Phenaxian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. Sweet. I am available at Slazer King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G on the Twitters. Our podcast as a whole is available at Trash Manga Cast, which is exactly, spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, this podcast uh, is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google. That's right. We, we did make it to Google. We celebrated last time, but in, in case I didn't get the message across, we're, we're now on Google Podcasts. So oh. heck yeah, get us on all your major podcasting services. Don't forget to like, to review us five stars, to subscribe or follow or whatever that equivalent's called on the service. Uh, tweet us on our Twitter to let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you're going to be planning to be watching Fly Me to the Moon or the one from last week that I forgot the name of. Uh, yeah, yeah, just there, there are loads of ways to support the show and we thank you all, especially if you've listened to all 10 episodes so far. That's amazing and thank you and I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of episodes focusing on stuff that will be airing in the October onwards season. But uh, we're going to move past that realm of the more modern stuff and go a little bit further back in time for our next episode. And for once, I'm not throwing to Phil for the, the tease because I've picked episode 11. It's all my choice. And I am going to be taking us to a world which one might say lacks love. One might say a world where people fight not through like swords or shields or daggers or lances or anything like that, but through words, through poetry. It's, it's not what you wield, it's how you speak. Or, uh, 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 fucking hell. It's been years <clears throat> since I read it. Whatever. You, you, you have a very different memory of this series than me. That's, <laughs> I, I remember that. Oh, and cat, cat people. They've got cat ears. They've all got cat ears, except the ones who don't, because... That's manga, that's part of the course. Pretty much. There you go. If you know what I'm talking about by now, you're probably going, oh Christ. And if you don't, don't worry. That'll be what Mike and Phil are saying next episode. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. See you around. Bye bye, everybody.